Welcome to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast created for those on the edge of life, society, and big change. In this space, you'll hear about how you can make small and powerful shifts in your life towards healthier relationships and take brave steps to trust yourself in every aspect of your life. I like to keep it curious, a bit goofy, and down to earth. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. I'm so glad you're here with me. Today, I'm going to be talking about redefining relationship and what exactly that means. And I'm going to start by telling you a story. Um, For those of you who don't know, I was raised um, in a radical religious community, and it was um, among many different denominations, but the core of it was very similar to what I would consider um, evangelical Christianity, um, white evangelical Christianity specifically. And um, one of the fundamental beliefs of this system is that you're born bad and you're born sinful, you're born evil. That is um, a part of the premise of the entire foundation of that structure. And um, if you're like, I wasn't raised that way, um, stick with me because our entire Western society, even if you're not in the U.S., if you're in a Western culture, was colonized by Christianity. And so the roots of this go deeper than just those of us who were overtly put in this situation growing up. Um, So bear with me, because I I have found that in sharing this story, a lot of people, and in sharing my own story and the things that have come up from that and the effects that has had on me, Many people have had similar effects happen to them and similar, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, (laughs) the word diagnosis is coming to mind, but that's not right. Um, Similar uh, effects, even though they weren't raised in this um, space, just from being raised in white supremacy and a patriarchal society. So I'll start off by saying, um, when I was very young, I... My first memories were of being afraid, honestly, Um, afraid for my soul, afraid for my safety, um, afraid emotionally. There was just a lot of fear surrounding um, my life and existence when I was younger. And because of this basic premise of of religion, which is your... um, you're born sinful and bad. I had this relationship to myself and to my body that was, I was causing harm to myself and to others. And it was because I was bad and I like, I was destitute on my own. And like, those are, (laughs) those are pretty overt things. But even if you weren't raised in this system, like our, our society being capitalist uses or sees bodies as tools for production, tools for accomplishing things, and also our needs as interfering with that production. So the spiritual version of that within evangelical Christianity is that our bodies, needs, functions, desires are things that get in the way of our spiritual journey um, or our religious journey in that case. So either way, The view is that our body and our needs, desires, wants, who we are inside is in the way of something else. So from a very young age, I was taught like 
in within purity culture, which basically, if you haven't heard of that, it's just viewing women as created for men and viewing men and women in a binary and um, as having specific roles. And um, it was my job, or I was told it was my job as a girl to prevent the boys and men around me from sinning um, by how I dressed and what I said and who I was in general. Um, I was not to draw attention to myself sexually um, because it was my fault if someone did something to me or um, stumbled, as it were, which would mean, you know, thought of me and thought about having sex with me. Those kinds of things were considered lust and a problem. And you, like, again, I'm going to side-by-side this with if you weren't raised in religion, that just looks like victim-blaming and... um, saying that it's a woman's fault if a man does something to her, you led me on, etc. that kind of shit. So again, it's the same thing. It just has different names. Um, and being in this space, I like, I took all of that energy, all of that negative, like fear and energy about who I was and my connection to myself. And I cut myself off from that. And one very specific way this happened was I, I was very, conscientious of how I moved my hips. I think there was like some conversation that I overheard at some point within like a church community or by a youth pastor or like a youth pastor's wife or something about like hip movement and it being really sensual and sexual because we weren't allowed to dance. We were, dancing was considered um, sinful. So I was like, oh, I can't move my hips. I need to keep my hips like very still. So I stored all of this tension in my hips. And (laughs) let me pause for another really funny story. Uh, When I was in high school, we were having this conversation with like the girls about men's sexuality. Because within this culture, it's like the entire premise is like they talk to men about their sexuality and they talk to women about men's sexuality. Women weren't supposed to have a sexuality. Um, and we were in this group of, of, uh, quote unquote women, those of us who were socialized as girls, all being spoken to by this youth pastor's wife. Um, and she was like wearing, wearing like a shirt with a spaghetti strap underneath it. And she was talking about modesty, which, you know, was our job as those socialized as girls or women, as they would say to like protect men from lusting after us, from wanting to have sex with us. So she was like, I use this spaghetti strap to seduce my husband at night. And (laughs) I I think I was like 14 at the time. And I was just like, wow, that's powerful. Like one, like it didn't seem like that scandalous, a spaghetti strap. And, um, Later, that influenced where I went to college because the, the Christian Bible college I ended up going to in California allowed spaghetti straps. <laughs> I think I don't know if it allowed spaghetti straps, but it allowed tank tops. And I thought, like, I'm totally going there because of that. <laughs> um, but I'm getting sidetracked because, like, what I wear has always fucking mattered to me, even within that system. And it was so infuriating to try and figure out what to do within the confines of those rules and shit. It made me very creative. But anyway, all of this like pressure of like your body is not safe. Your body's in the way. Your body is bad. Your, your instincts aren't good. Like you need to not 
trust yourself because of, you know, because when you do, you make stupid mistakes and you like, there was a lot of overt and subtle subvert, I guess is the other one, ways of saying like, don't trust yourself. And I wouldn't have called it that at the time. And I didn't really have language for that until, you know, the past couple of years. But like, it's, it's really interesting because it started to come out. I would need to like make a decision about something and making decisions felt like completely impossible. I, um, one of the biggest decisions that I made in my life was to break up with my ex, um, in about, I want to say this was like 2013. And I spent like three fucking years deliberating over this decision. I was not happy in this relationship, but I couldn't decide to leave. And it was like a constant, like, prayer struggle. And like, I would go on hikes. I would wake up at five in the morning to hike to the top of this mountain every day to like, you know, get clarity from God and try to make this decision or have God make this decision for me to make it clear for me so that I could avoid making this decision. And in that process, looking back, I realized like the I didn't have a sense of self. I didn't have a connection to myself to be able to make that decision. But what happened was I started to take a hula class because I was living in Hawaii at the time in a Bible college that ended up turning into a cult for a hot minute. I don't know what it's doing now. Um, But I, one of the things they did offer was hula taught by a Hawaiian woman who was incredible and so sweet to me. And she taught me hula. And I like, I hesitated about it because I lived there off and on for five years. And I didn't take this class. Finally, in like the, the end of my time there, I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. And I started doing hula. And I did it for a year. And the space of being in my body with joy was profound. And... I wouldn't know the impacts of that fully until, you know, now, which is like 12 to 12 something years later, but it was so impactful because I was actually connecting with my hips, the part of me I had locked up because of a lack of safety before. And in this space, this particular space, which was, it was like hula for Christian worship. So I had like a loophole here, a space where it was like, supported by my community to move my hips in a sensual way. And I was like, I like latched onto that. Like it was fucking gold. And I practiced like nonstop and I would listen to anything and everything and just hula or just dance and just move my hips. And like, I would do it slowly and quickly, but slowly was better. And it was like this space of like, wow, this feels good. And it felt it felt good to be present in moving my body in a way that I hadn't had non-guilty access to. And it felt so liberating. I had like my own mini sexual awakening during this time because it was like, oh, I can feel good in my body. And that was like a completely new experience for me. And it began my journey of redefining my relationship with myself Because what I had access to in that space was a pleasant interaction with me 
that wasn't wrought with so much shit. <laughs> and I say all of that, like, I, I feel like our journeys of healing for each one of us is really a practice of coming back to be with ourselves in the present moment. That, that practice of being with what is, being present, being here with ourselves, without judgment, with, with compassion, with delight, with love, with sadness, whatever it is that is present in front of you, being able to be with that without judging it, that is the path of healing. That's where we heal is when we are able to be with what is. And this was the beginning of that for me because it was giving me access to myself and my body in a completely different way. And there are many things that happen since that. Like, uh, I actually, because of that, because I began to start to notice the sensations in my body in a way that I hadn't before, I um, started to feel more sick and nauseous around the the idea of moving forward in this relationship that I was in. I would, um, anytime we talked about marriage, I would be physically ill and I couldn't, I couldn't like literally physically couldn't do it. And it was so, it was so profound. I remember we were looking at a wedding venue. I pulled over, he pulled over the car and I got out to like, look at this cute little wedding venue that I thought was really pretty. And I walked into the gate and I remember feeling like, like I wanted to die. And it wasn't like the, it wasn't like a suicidal ideation or like that kind of thing. It was just like, basically I'm so fucking miserable. I can't do this anymore. That was the feeling. And it was so overpowering because in that moment I was like, holy shit, this is how I feel when imagining marrying this person. Like what the fuck is going on? And honestly, it wasn't for like another month or two after that before we were in an argument one night and I took like every, every ounce of effort in me. I, he was arguing or something and saying something that was hurtful, you know, and we did that to one another. And like, I looked down at my body. Like I looked at my legs and my arm on the door cause I was in the car and I like the words literally came out of me. I need a break. But like, I knew, all of me knew that that was it. But even to say those words was me at the end and I knew it. This is my inch and now I'm going to take a fucking mile. And I did not look back. We had another conversation where I broke up with him. But for me, it was just like, I knew that that was it. I knew that once I said that, there's no way I was going back to being that miserable because my body was like, actually speaking to me and yeah they got louder <laughs> and kept speaking to me more but like this process of growing to trust myself and growing in relationship with myself has come through not like the magical trust your intuition and then like it leads you the right direction always and things always turn out wonderfully and like you know things are perfect when you trust yourself and like I had fallen under that illusion for a while from like a lot of the self-help world, but that's not really what it is. Like growing in relationship with yourself, redefining how you relate to yourself is a space of being on your own side and allowing yourself to make a decision 
and not judging yourself for how it turns out, just being with it. You choose and you choose again. And in that process, you are with yourself with love and compassion. And as you do that, your relationship with yourself grows and strengthens because you've created a space of trust within which you can come back to. And when it goes poorly, you come back to you and you have you. And like, I'm not saying this in like a like individualistic way. Like I fully believe that we need community and community is important. I think it's beautiful that we need people to reflect our goodness to us. I really do. And the work that I specialize in supporting people with is that primary relationship you have with yourself. Because like at the end of everything and through all of your life experiences, no one can be there for all of it but you. And that was such a frightening thing to me before because I had this relationship with God who was very, you know, very overpowering and very judgy (laughs) and like was supposed to be loving, but also was just like heaping shame on me. And I really needed the external validation of other people to support me. And because I hadn't had that. And I think it's, I think it's critical to have people around us that support us and validate us. I think that's a need personally. And when it, when it comes to our daily life, the person you have every experience with and the person that affects how you experience every other relationship with is you. You bring you everywhere and you bring your relationship with yourself into every other dynamic that you have in life. And the impact of you working on your relationship with yourself is as close to home as it gets. You step into a new way of relating to yourself. Your internal safety increases. You'll trust yourself more deeply and decision-making will come with more ease because you'll know yourself better. Not because you get it perfectly every time, but you'll feel loved at a deeper level because you'll know how to share what you need. You'll be on your own side when things get hard or when you feel big things. Everything fucking changes when you redefine your relationship with yourself. And that, that my friends, is what my work with my clients is about, is being in that space of you growing your relationship with yourself so that it can have an impact on a worldwide level of how you exist. Your entire world will change when you become a safe space for yourself. When you are able to bet on yourself, not in an absurd way, (laughs) that some, I've heard some coaches say, but in a very, very meaningful, beautiful way, as, as you would bet on a friend or a loved one or your kid or your parent, whoever it is that you feel super close to, your best friend, you can have that kind of support within yourself for you. And it has... Oh, it has, it changes everything. Oh, can you tell I'm excited about it? (laughs) Um, Yes, that is what my one-on-one coaching intensive redefining relationship is all about, is this space of really growing your self-relationship and seeing how that impacts literally fucking everything. 
It's profound, friends, and I hope you'll join me. There's four seats available um, before March 14th is when enrollment closes this month. Um, and there's a little bonus if you sign up before the 10th um, of the, the Fuck Do I Want workshop gets thrown in there as well, which is a really fun one I did last year. Um, please DM me on Instagram if you have any questions or my website is below in the show notes and, um, click that and you can find all more information on this work and on coaching. And I would always love to hear from you and answer your questions. Don't wait on this work. It literally will change everything. And there's no reason to delay that process of healing your relationship with you. Thanks friends. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.